0: Yes, it is
1: good times for you and me.
0: Yeah, boy.
1: You're keeping good company with W.A.T.H.
0: Let's make it official. Yabba, yadabba, dude. It's a Friday, folks. Never comes quite clear soon enough, does it? Beautiful sunshine booming through our windows this morning. 67 degrees presently, headed up to 81. There is a mention of some possible light rain. looking ahead every day. Thunderstorms, maybe some tomorrow, maybe some on Sunday. Rain showers on Monday, well, whatever. I just need time to find my uh, lawnmower and do it, right? Rain or shine, rain or shine.
2: Yep, that's what happens.
0: (laughs) Boy, we've had a busy week. And, um... We've got plenty to talk about today. Um, today is May 13th. Yes, Friday the 13th. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, today is National Apple Pie Day. Nothing wrong with that. A hush up over there. National Apple Pie Day. National Blame Someone Else
2: Day. <laughs> Boy, that's... An appropriate day for people have done that a lot. Haven't Jeez they? especially in Washington D.C. Yes. Well, it happens in everyday life too. Well, yeah, but uh, seems like there's a lot of it going on in D.C. right now. Okay.
0: National blame something else, someone else day. National frog jumping day. National fruit cocktail day. And national crouton day. That's it. But uh, those all make some sense to me. You know, I was thinking, I don't know, I think during the Art Turf show, he was talking about different food and so on.
2: What is your least favorite food, Scott? Shrimp. How long did it take me to answer that one? Yeah, there was no
0: hesitation whatsoever. <laughs> and And now that I think about it, you've mentioned this before. Yes. Okay, now what is your favorite
2: thing? Oh, it would be what I mentioned the other day. Probably an Italian dish, lasagna, with lots of cheese and sauce.
0: Okay, and by sauce, you're talking about the tomato base? Yeah, I tend to be more the cream
2: base. Yeah, the uh, the 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 meat sauce, something like that. That's what I was trying to get to. The meat sauce is what I like in there. What is your favorite? vegetable oh probably corn
0: on the cob yes I'm very fond of that as well and uh, we will always cook uh, more than we intend to eat at a dinner and then we slice it off you know what I mean Mm Mm-hmm. and put it in a container and then enjoy it after the next meal or two as well
2: yeah or cut a bunch off and freeze it enjoy it in the winter time yeah Okay. Um, what is your least favorite vegetable? Uh, probably lima beans. Yeah. I eat them, but I'm not crazy about them. It would not be my first choice. Okay. So,
0: you know, I I don't know if I have the term exactly right when I say vegetable, but my favorite is
2: broccoli. That's a good one too. That's it, right. Would you call meat. that
0: a vegetable? Yeah.
2: Okay. Um.
0: What? um, Let's see here. Well, anyway, what about um? What am I? What's the word for it? Uh, Ethnic style. So you know, you got Chinese, you got Mexican, you got um, all these different styles of cooking. Do you have one that? you don't care for and one you really
2: do? Uh, Chinese, I do care for, yes. I like a good Chinese dish. Um, one I probably would pass on I think would be ooh, I hate to say this, but Thai? I'm not crazy about Thai. I mean, I eat, oh, I've eat. Really? i eaten it, but Chinese would be my first pick and then Mexican after that. Okay, I, I do not personally find a huge difference
0: between uh the asian foods um and i love them all Uh, you know i have a daughter-in-law who's from
2: thailand uh and um wow you know yeah i eat it i mean it's it's okay with me it's just okay. okay but chinese yeah i like i like that And uh, Mexican, like I said, right after that. Japanese is not a favorite either. But I've eaten it, but again, it would not be my first
0: choice. Uh, I, frankly, have not discovered an Asian food yet that I don't like. Yeah. Indians, not bad. No, I've not had a great deal of exposure to it. But um, anyway. Well, I don't know. We're kind of off track here a little bit. It's a Friday foodie. Yeah, or Foodie Friday. Um, let's see here. So on this day of May 13th, as we often do when we have free-for-all editions, and today is another, uh, what historical events occurred? Well, in 1787, Arthur Phillips set sails with 11 ships of criminals to Botany Bay in Australia. That's right. A lot of criminals were taken to Australia, weren't they? Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. And yet today we think of Australia in rather neat terms. Yeah. Oh, well.
2: Like cute little koala bears. Yeah.
0: 1830, the Republic of Ecuador is founded. You know I spent time there, folks. With Juan Jose Flores as president, 1830. <clears throat> in 1934, four, the Great Dust Bowl Storm sweeps across U.S. prairies. Uh, I just happen to think um, in seeing that um, there's a wildfire going on in Southern California in uh, The area I would call Laguna Nigal Which is about three blocks from where son Paul lives. And um, so we're certainly watching that, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, 1940, Winston Churchill says, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. This, in his first speech as Prime Minister to the British House of Commons, 1940. 1981, Pope John Paul II is shot and critically wounded by a Turkish gunman in St. Peter's Square at the Vatican City. You know, I have forgotten about that. But he did recover, didn't he?
2: I believe so, yes.
0: And the last item to mention today, in 1989, approximately 2,000 students began a hunger strike in Tiananmen Square in China. Okay, famous birthdays. I recognize the face, sort of. But I don't remember why. His name was Jim Jones. Oh. Born in
2: 1931, died
0: in 1978. And
2: he was that one that had that cult uh. that, that ended up in uh, Guyana, oh, I believe it was. okay, okay. He was an American cult leader, political activist, preacher, and faith healer who led the People's Temple, a new religious movement between 1955 and 19... 19- 78 and uh the infamous 1978 mass murder suicide yes. in uh guiana wow what he gave all of his followers the, the quote unquote kool-aid mm-hmm. it was uh made from flavor aid apparently according to this it was lethally laced with cyanide and other drugs Jonestown, that's where it was. Yes, yes.
0: I was thinking in my head, what was the name of that? Jonestown, indeed. All right, Stevie Wonder is celebrating his 72nd birthday today. You don't play any of his music, do you?
2: Uh, Rarely, yes. Of course we do. (laughs) We Uh, play a lot of it. Rarely is not the word. Uh, Yeah, We play a lot of it. Yeah, great tunes. He has... Had a lot of uh, number one hits. Steve Lund Hardaway Morris, known professionally as Stevie Wonder, an American singer, songwriter, musician who is credited as a pioneer and influenced by musicians across a range of genres. That include rhythm and blues, pop, soul, gospel, funk, and jazz. Some of his wonderful songs, I Just Called to Say I Love You, Isn't She Lovely, That's What Friends Are For, You are the sunshine of my life.
0: And the list could go on. and on and on, yes. Okay, Joe Lewis is next. Joe uh, Boxer, as I recall. Yes. 1914, his birth on this date, and died in 1981.
2: Joe Lewis, Joseph Lewis Barrow, was an American professional boxer who competed from 1934 to 1951, known as the Brown Bomber. Nicknamed the Brown Bomber, Lewis was widely regarded as one of the greatest and most influential boxers of all time. He reigned as the world heavyweight champion from 1937 until his temporary retirement in 1949. Wow. That is a long time to be a heavyweight champion. Absolutely. 12 years.
0: Okay, now this next one, and I'm always kind of, I always wonder why I don't know this name. When we come on this report, Wittold, W-I-T-O-L-D, that's the first name, Pilecki,
2: P-I-L-E-C-K-I. He was a Polish World War II cavalry officer, intelligence agent, and resistance leader. As a youth, Pilecki joined Polish underground scouting, and in the aftermath of World War I, Polish militia, and later the Polish army, he participated in the Polish-Soviet War, which ended in 1921.
0: His years of life: 1901 to 1948. Okay, what about some famous deaths that may have occurred on this or did occur on this date of um, May 13th? Uh, the first one. This is uh, well known to all of us. Doris Day. Ah. Born in 1922, but died in 2019. This one, here's another mystery person for me. I'm not even sure I can pronounce the the first name. Fritjof? So I'll spell it. F-R-I-D-T-J-O-F. The last name, Nansen. N-A-N-S-E-N. Now, he was born in 1861 but died on this date in 1930 this name means
2: nothing to me he was a Norwegian polymath and Nobel Peace Prize laureate Mm. he gained prominence at various points in his life as an explorer scientist diplomat and humanitarian he led the team that made the first crossing of the Greenland interior in 1888 traversing the island on cross-country skis. Hmm. Um, we've,
0: not, we've got another reference to Australia here. Captain Arthur Phillip. I'll be quiet over there. Captain Arthur Phillip commanded a fleet of British ships carrying convicts to New South Wales on this day. Effectively founding the British colony of Australia, and once again, this uh, these were basically people that they wanted out of their country, which you might call, in some cases, prisoners; others just uh, not desirable. And for some time, um, it was that. Australia had that uh,
2: distinction, right? Uh, it appears that way, yes.
0: Okay. It's hard to, um, <clears throat> to go by uh, the fact that today is Friday the 13th. <clears throat> so I did a little research here. Friday the 13th is considered an unlucky day in Western superstition. It occurs when the 13th day of the month of the Gregorian calendar falls on the Friday, which happens at least once every year but can occur up to three times in the same year. For example, 2015 had a Friday the 13th in February, March, and November. Twenty seventeen and twenty twenty only had two of them. Now come on, people, leave me alone. Um. Anyway, Friday the thirteenth occurs in any month that begins on a Sunday. Now we could dig into history books and so on, and there's a certain unluckiness with the, the number 13, according to Christian associations. Um, Tuesday the 13th is considered kind of unlucky also in Hispanic and Greek cultures. While Friday the 17th is not a good place in Italy. Italy. I thought that was odd. Anyway, there's a very lengthy thing here on all sorts of things about Friday the 13th and unlucky days of the year and what historical things may have happened to make them um, more believable. Uh, They do say similar dates are prevalent in many cultures, although it is unclear whether these similarities are in any way historically connected or only coincidental. Anyway, uh, if you want to Google it, I, th- I think uh, if, it, if that holds any interest for you, I think um, um, I recommend this article. Okay, let's see here. We have a caller. Good morning. Chickity poo Chickity poo indeed.
1: <laughs> How's everybody today? Dandy good.
2: Peachy keen.
1: I'm fine as candy. Yeah. <laughs> I got that wrong. I'm finding dandy sweet as candy.
0: There, there you go. go. There you go. I <laughs> I was wondering if that's what you meant.
1: Yeah, well you turn thirty nine, stuff happens, you know. <laughs>
0: thirty nine, that's a bad year, yes. Stuff <laughs>
2: happens, yes.
1: Yes, it does. Hey, I did the the OU softball team, they win yesterday. Do you know? Um We'll find out here.
0: Yeah, it'll only take a moment for us to uh, dig into that. Yep. But um,
1: the men's baseball plays today at 1, I think.
0: None of our sports people are in at the moment. Yeah. Where um, we just open the door and yell. Um,
1: what do yeah, you- Russ Einstein is doing the men.
0: Uh, good coffee this morning. Scott, what do you got?
2: Uh, I... I think at first glance here, it looks like they were defeated uh, yesterday. So, let me take a look here. Yes, they lost 7-1 to one mm-hmm. to Central Michigan in the uh, MAC tournament. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Central's
2: Now,
0: So, th- they're in the finals now, right?
1: Well, right. They're, they the they're in the tournament, and this will be whoever goes to the NCAA.
0: Okay, Don, I didn't quite hear your first part. This is what?
1: The Mac tournament.
0: Okay. Um this is not a thing where you're one and out, right?
1: No, it's a double elimination.
0: Okay. So that's
1: like I remember no.
0: <laughs> so do they have yet one more game to participate <laughs> in or are they done?
1: No, they gotta play one more. Okay. They play I think the loser of the second game.
2: Okay. Which is Bowling Green? They play today at one p.m. Okay. All right. Well, we'll try to
0: keep you informed.
1: Well, I tried to catch you know catch them. They got Bobcat Ohio Bobcat TV. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not.
2: So yeah,
0: I
1: figured with them being in a tournament, they'd be live. You know.
2: Yeah, it looks like it's on uh, ESPN Plus. So, which you need obviously a subscription, or it's a a pay-per-view event. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you want to watch it,
1: yeah, you got to pay for that
2: one. Yep.
0: What's it, What's something like that cost?
2: I I'm not sure. I want to say like around five ninety nine, okay. something like that. Okay. Depending on the event, obviously I'll, some events cost more.
1: Yeah, I was thinking nine ninety nine.
2: Okay. That could be. Well, whatever it is, okay. I like my price better. How about yeah. you, Don?
1: I like mine, it's 0. <laughs> but
2: do you
0: do you attend them in person?
1: Yeah, I go to the games. Okay. My yeah. What's the
0: Went Where to
1: for... $10. How much? $10 now.
2: Okay.
1: Used to be 5. Yeah. And parking used to be 5 and it's $10 now. Oh my. Yeah.
0: Huh. Interesting.
1: Wow. Well, COVID, they got to try to get some of that money back, I guess, where they lost. I guess so.
0: Well, uh, um, I know we went to some basketball games this year, and, uh, you know, masks were uh, uh, expected. Right. And, um, pull it down long enough to take a sip of a drink, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'm, I'm, I. you know, there's um, people have different views, like the question is, are we having a little reoccurrence of COVID? Are the numbers picking up a little bit now? And uh,
1: if you go in the hospital with a sniffle, you got COVID. No. Like I've got I've got chronic bronchitis, C O P. D. And a friend of mine has it. He he had to go in and get a treatment for a breathing. Yeah. Well, here's a COVID statistic. So it don't matter. If you go in the hospital with a sniffle, I think they'll say you got COVID. So
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, you have to test positive with the um, those nasal tests, or or there's another type too. Uh,
1: and sometimes those are false, so you don't know.
0: I did get a message from a very good friend who we had dinner with recently, although we were sitting clear across the room. And she says she was she tested positive. This was uh, two days ago now. Wow. And she wanted to let us know. Yeah. So we've taken our, uh, what do you call it, the nasal tests, and we're okay now. But, um, you know, we'll watch it.
1: Did you take the booster?
0: Oh, we've had everything. All right. We've had uh, both the vaccines and both the boosters. Wow.
1: Well, I had the one and done, Johnson the Johnson. Okay. Okay. I think
0: you've heard me say my daughter-in-law is,
1: uh, uh,
0: former daughter-in-law is very important in that. Yeah. For Johnson & Johnson, down in California.
1: Yeah, I I had mine over at Oblena. Mm Mm-hmm. The medicine shop. Mm -hmm. My oldest son and I had it the same day. Well. And he got sick the next day. Then they woke up the following day he was fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's sometimes a, a mild reaction.
1: Yeah, mine my arm was sore for like a week. Yeah, two days here. Wow.
0: But um I've had I've had, you know, we get our shingles shots, we get I don't know what all those regular things are every what is it, late fall.
1: Yeah, flu shot.
0: Yeah, all that stuff. And, you know, my Sometimes my arm hurts a little bit. Sometimes it doesn't.
1: Well, I can't take the flu shot.
0: You know, the <laughs> weirdest shot I've ever had was air forced. Now, I don't mean air force like the military, but I mean it, it was yep. during my military time. I was in the Army, of course. But they mm-hmm. just put this thing up against your arm without a needle and with such pressure. They press a stream of fluid through your skin into your muscle. Right. And, that, yeah. um, and they tell you when you get it, do not flinch because it'll tear it. Like, cut it. Yeah. And I saw it happen. One guy uh, ahead of me uh, jerked a little bit when they did it and it's put a little half-inch gash in his arm.
1: Oh, they, yeah, they tell you not to do something for a reason.
0: Yeah. All righty. You you got a good weekend ahead of you? I hope. Okay. Well, have a good time, Don. Good to hear your voice.
1: Uh, y'all too. Y'all be careful and safe out there.
0: Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Appreciate See you, Don.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. All right. Um, what the... What's, what is one of the most critical things going on right now? Well, you may argue about what I'm going to suggest. But from what I can see, it's baby formula.
2: Now, uh, who'd have thought we would live in a country where we have to scrounge for food for infants?
0: well yeah it was not something i expected certainly even though it's been years since that item was important to my family um you know it's really scary is my baby getting enough food is a typical fear among new parents and an acute one now because of a national shortage of baby formulas. A potential bacterial outbreak led to the February shutdown of a Michigan factory that makes Similac formula. Similac formula and the plant still has not reopened. Its closure has aggravated shortages created by broader pandemic supply chain problems. Last week, stores stocked about 43% less baby formula than usual. A woman who lives near Birmingham, Alabama, Carrie Fleming's her name. She says it really gets scary. Her three-month-old daughter, Lennox, can tolerate one brand of formula, and Fleming could not find it anywhere near her. She small. She finally located four small cans in New York. Now remember, she's in Birmingham, Alabama. And those four cans cost $245. In Oceanside, California, north of San Diego, Darius Browning was recently despondent after failing to find formula for her um, 10-month-old daughter, Octavia, who cannot eat solid foods. She says, I was freaking out, crying on the floor, and my husband, Lane, came home from work, and he's like, what's wrong? Browning said, and I'm like, dude, I can't feed our kids. I don't know what to do. For many families, baby formula is a necessity. Some babies cannot drink breast milk or enough of it to stay healthy while many other income mothers um, I'm sorry when when many other lower income mothers work hourly jobs that do not provide time to breastfeed Amanda Morris uh, this is with the uh, see what am I in the New York Times yes Amanda Morris is uh, a colleague of the writers, and they say who has been reporting on the shortage, says most of the parents I spoke with around the country who were feeling the impact of this the hardest were ones that either had limited resources of time, I'm sorry, either had limited resources or time or ones whose babies had allergies or disabilities that severely limited their choices. Well, the FDA officials say they are trying to alleviate the crisis. Some members of Congress, including Representative Rosa um, DeLauro, who's from Connecticut, and Mitt Romney from Utah, say the federal government needs to do more.
2: Did you hear that?
0: I have a bee buzzing around the microphone. I can yeah, hear it. Yeah, there's a
2: yellow jacket flying around in here. Okay. I open the door hoping it will go out and visit someone else. Yeah.
0: Let's see here. Let's go on. Um I lost my place. Well, anyway, Uh, We can talk about uh, baby formula, and certainly that's important, but there are many other items which we're now seeing shortages of. And mentioned here they have cars, semiconductors, furniture. The main reasons factories and ports are coping with virus outbreaks and worker shortages at the same time that Consumer demand for physical goods has surged because of government uh, stimulus programs and a shift away from, um, I guess, what you would call the great reversal. Well, anyway, it's a problem for sure. We have another caller. Good morning.
3: Good morning. have you brought up the topic of uh, NATO this morning, in terms of the two uh, countries we, that would like to join? You mean, finally, have made a decision.
0: Finland I mean?
1: Finland, and, and yes, Sweden.
0: Yeah, I, I was about be, to. Yeah, not be neutral, and I think Russia wants to punish one of them. I forget
3: which one, but yeah.
0: It was my next thing to bring up.
3: What do you think about it? Well
0: Let's
1: uh, let, let me
0: read this story, okay? Okay. All right. And Do you mind if I let you go?
1: That's fine. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um. Okay. Um, a new thing that has surfaced is that um, Finland's leaders announced their support for the country to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization organization, NATO. This happened yesterday, ending a decades-long position of neutrality. Now the country shares an 830-mile border with Russia. And the membership would more than double the border length NATO shares with Russia um, less far. Now Sweden is also expected to make a similar announcement this weekend. If both parties, I'm sorry, both countries join, Russia would be surrounded in the Arctic and Baltic Sea. Uh, perhaps you recall NATO was founded in 1949 by the United States, Canada and several European nations to provide security against the Soviet Union. The application must be first approved by Finland's Parliament, followed by a formal invitation from NATO. The invitation is expected by the end of June, when NATO leaders meet for the Madrid Madrid Summit. The news comes in defiance of threats made by Russia to discourage the countries from joining the alliance. Russia responded by threatening to take retaliatory steps and warned of repercussions to regional security. So that's um, a very interesting story, and we need to watch it closely. There's another thing I kind of want to bring up. Let me reach over here. This is, um, shall we say, worldwide? Or what's larger than worldwide?
2: Universe-wide?
0: Universe-wide, yeah. Maybe that's better.
2: Galaxy-wide?
0: Okay. (laughs) You know what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. <clears throat> but there's a local aspect to it. This weekend. Starting Sunday night at 10 p.m. and continuing on till Monday morning at 1 a.m. There is going to be a total lunar eclipse. As I understand it, it's going to last 85 minutes long, Um, during which time, um, well, okay, the moon's going to pass into the Earth's shadow for about 85 minutes, during which time it will look very red and much fainter than it normally does. It will not be completely blacked out as sunlight is refracted around the Earth by its atmosphere. With the dust in our atmosphere giving the moon its dark red color during eclipse. Okay. So what's cool about this? Well, it is just cool by itself. But, if you're so inclined, up where Ohio University's Observatory is located up on the ridges. Um, They're going to open it to the public, so you go Sunday night at 10 p.m. and um, you, the latest it would be open is till 1 a.m. And, uh, you will hear, uh, friends like, um, oh, George Ebert, Tom O'Grady, um, Douglas Clow, um, d- different people like this, describing what you're seeing. Now, what's, what's, um... You know, is there going to be a clear view that night? Uh, It's a little bit uncertain at the moment, but we still can learn about it. And my guess is that even if their scope doesn't show it, they may have video from other scopes that will. Um, Now, this is really out of my nature. To do something that late. But I'm certainly considering it. I, I think this is. Um, this is not something that happens often. And to hear the people that have far more knowledge about such things. Talk about it and describe it to us. Uh, forgive the pun. But I think it will be enlightening. <laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> yes, he says with a grin.
0: They do have uh, other times they do similar things. I see an item coming up in June 3rd and 4th and July 1st and 2nd. And um, so. Oh, they go on to say these events will be canceled if the sky is cloudy or stormy. Well, if you look at the forecast, that is a possibility. I don't know. I hope it isn't. I'd like to see it. Um, So, parking is available in university lots. That's up on the the, um, ridges. Lots 202, 200, and 201. Those are located near the Ridges Auditorium, and then follow the stairs up the hill to Conacher Labs, proceed through the Conacher Lot, and walk up Water Tower Drive to reach the absor- observatory at the summit. Okay, well, interesting. Um. We have about four minutes remaining. Anything, um, Scott? That, um...
2: Um, yeah, I, I was going to mention this yesterday, but <clears throat> I uh, wanted to wish congratulations to one of my former colleagues at Ohio Athletics uh, who was the sports information director there. Of course, they've got a politically correct name for that now. But uh, Jason Corrier, who was uh, a friend uh, not only a colleague but a friend. Uh, he was at Marshall for the previous or the past 11 years and uh, he was uh, accepted as a as a promotion uh, to Tulane University. Now, so he'll be leaving Marshall as their sports information director. And I believe his title there at Tulane University now will be uh, strategic. Uh, let's see senior uh, associate ad for strategic communications okay. there too that's a mouthful but anyway jason was a good dude and and he and i have kept in contact uh ever since we both left ohio athletics and happy for him that he has gotten a, a promotion uh a higher level position at tulane university and uh near baton rouge uh huh so congratulations, Jason. I doubt if he's listening, but I'm sure the colleagues that used to work in the athletics department are are listening in. So good it's luck, Jason. Um, yes, yeah, good, 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 good,
0: good. Now, I gave you a list of, uh, I printed this off months ago, but I just found it on my desk. Um, this, uh, somewhere I found a list of, you know how you can have personalized license plates?
2: Yeah, the vanity plates. You
0: pay a little bit extra more for them. Like I have one that says XTQ um, on my, uh, my wife's Mini Cooper. But um, uh, oddly, there are... Um, they printed a list of... 720 personalized license plate requests that the state did not approve of. Right? And yes, they- um, I I printed them off. And there's very few that we can share on the air.
2: Yeah, I, I have yet to find one that we can share on the air. Many
0: of them are off-color. Yep. Or, um... Making reference to... Political leaders. Yep, our current president, especially. uh, Past and present. Um... Mercy, they... Some of them are just, frankly, obscene. (laughs) Yes, they are. And, um... And yet, you know, I have I have once in a while spotted one as I was driving. And I wondered how it got approved. But um, obviously there's some group of people. Well, anyway, it's just amazing, this list. If you want to search it out, I think you can find it.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now, and I, I can't see... I can't find one that would be appropriate to... For us to mention on the air. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even though some of them are abbreviations. But if you think creatively, you know what the abbreviation is saying.
2: Well, Yeah, it doesn't take much to figure them out. Well, it's
0: just really curious and amazing that someone would want to do it. We are out of time, folks. Have a marvelous weekend and... Take
2: care. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970
3: and 97.1 FM. WATH
1: This is CBS News on the Hour, presented
3: by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Parents are becoming more desperate to find food to feed their babies. He needs formula. I just don't understand why it's taking so long. Lawmakers in Washington have just announced new action to get more product back on store shelves. Correspondent Scott McFarland.
2: Here on Capitol Hill, the U.S. House Oversight Committee has sent letters to the four major manufacturers of formula. Abbott, Nestle, Mead Johnson, and Perigo asking what they're doing to address the shortage and saying it's a threat to the economic security of families.
3: In Moscow. <laughs> A star Brittany Greiner led out of court after she found out she would not be getting out of detention. Correspondent Cammie McCormick. Greiner's lawyer says her pretrial detention in Russia has been extended by a month, but he was optimistic her trial could start soon. The two-time Olympic gold medalist was detained at an airport in Moscow after vape cartridges with oil derived from cannabis were allegedly found in her luggage that could carry a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. Now to South Dakota. A massive dust storm blew through Sioux Falls, damaging homes, downing trees and power lines. This man caught some of it on cell phone video. 80
1: mile an hour winds picking up dust out of town, bringing it to my house.
3: Here we go. At least one person was killed. Elon Musk says he's still committed to buying Twitter after making a new move this morning. CBS's Stacey Lynn. He put the pause button on the deal pending details on spam and fake accounts that Twitter says made up fewer than 5% of monetizable daily active users in the first quarter. He's skeptical of that number and thinks there are more inauthentic accounts than that on the platform. He wants the numbers looked over. And in the meantime, the deal is on hold. Bitcoin's bounced. Back, it's above $30,000 now. Europeans don't seem to be getting the message about sunscreen. Here's CBS's Michael George. A new survey finds more than 7 million Europeans are estimated to have skin cancer, despite it being the most preventable form of the disease. Leading dermatologists in Europe say more education is needed to help people make safer skin choices, including the use of sun protection to block ultraviolet